and welcome to You Gotta Love It, the show where you tell us and the rest of the world the things that you love that we might have missed, the show where you can come to discover the best things you never knew existed, and the show where you can force us to sit through the worst entertainment you can find and say, well, you gotta love it. My name is Koji. I am a part-time shut-in and full-time dad now. Uh, full-time. Full-time, yeah. And uh, with me, as always, is my good friend. And I don't even know. Like We haven't even talk, spoken, really, about what you've been doing. So I, I, I can't even make reference to what's going on in your life. Um, I can't think of one right now. Yeah, me either. Uh, okay, so before we get into this episode, I just kind of wanted to talk about what I think our last episode was about, where we were just like, you know what? Pandemic's going on, but things are easing up. We'll probably do one of these every once in a while <laughs> and whatever. Uh, and I, I'm here to say that that did not happen for a multitude of reasons, but the biggest one being the pandemic did not ease up. It, in fact, got worse. And uh, we don't like to do these things not in person, so we just didn't. Uh, now, though, I am saying with slightly more confidence and maybe slightly less naivete, hopefully, that things are easing up, question mark. We're at least both double vaxxed. Yeah, we've been, yeah. And, oh. and the grace period has passed. My what? good friend and fully vaccinated guy. There we go. Andrew Patterson. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the gr grace period has passed, yeah. It's been, yeah, it's like weird. Um, I was feeling pretty uncomfortable doing pr pretty much anything, even like the mildest, safest thing other than, you know, my, my parents were in uh, our bubble. So, uh, you know. I, sitting on their terrace for meals a couple times, but like it's been a weird adjustment period. Um, now that pretty much everybody that we know has had both vaccinations, uh, vaccination rates are pretty good here in the city. Weather is nice. Things are kind of rolling back. People are sort of getting out there again, but it's like a weird, like I didn't anticipate feeling as much, I guess like anxiety around like re socializing i don't even know if that's the right word but you know what i mean like yeah i get you because uh, there's a weird pressure uh, in two senses right there's a weird pressure to be like okay well i'm double vaccinated things are using up like i should be going to do things and that's kind of a pressure but there's also this pressure of like uh you know your friends are doing things and they're like hey we're all vaccinated like let's fucking do these things and if you say no you seem like it's like almost even worse because yeah. you're like, well, we haven't seen each other in so long. Now we can do it. Yeah. But like, I'm still wearing my mask, like pretty much everywhere. Yeah. You know, like even outside. Not, I mean, there's some exceptions. Like if I'll meet somebody in a park or whatever, like I'm, uh, you know, I'm not necessarily masking, but if people are getting close to me, even on the sidewalk or I'm walking around downtown is a good example. Yeah. And I know that I'm going to be in close, close quarters, even outside. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll put my mask on, you know? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not ready for the, for the free for all. Yeah, but yeah, luckily, I'd, I'd agree with that. In the pandemic, we've had some media to digest in the process. So I, much. Yeah. It's even a perfect. I mean, I picked. I kind of laid out a bit of a schedule for us yeah. based on a lot of stuff we'd seen, but I thought that it would be good to start with something that is almost. Uh, it's like directly relevant to everything that we we're just talking about. Um, Actual pandemic content. Yeah. Uh, should we just go get right into it? Yeah, so the hidden gem for this podcast is uh, not so hidden, but worth discussing. I mean, 
we're going to be pretty liberal liberal with our ideas of uh, You Gotta Love It's and Hidden Gems for the time being because there's a lot that we just want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, this is one of those things. Uh, it's not hidden, but I, there's, I talk to some people and most people know about it, but they not necessarily have seen it. And I think that everyone should see it. And it's Bo Burnham's Inside. Yeah, that's basically, that was kind of my thinking as well, because I had heard so many people mention it, but I don't feel like it was heavily promoted. I Like, I it wasn't like really, it didn't come up as like a major tile on like my Netflix or anything. Right. It was just sort of word of mouth. And then uh, we watched it. Uh, and after that, I was like, re- I was recommending it to everybody. And everybody had the same response. They were like, oh yeah, I heard about that, but I haven't seen it. So it was just sort of like it's hidden in plain view, you know? So throughout the pandemic, I've been corresponding via text with a friend of the show, Bennett Slater. Um, But not in a, like you and I necessarily, we exchange, we have like full conversation uh, via text. But Bennett and I, it's just kind of like, yo, have you seen this thing? And he'll be like, no, or yes, or whatever. And then we'll kind of talk about it. And then it'll peter off. And then like, you know, out of the blue at like 2 a.m. one day, he'll just send me a text and be like, yo, check this out. Yeah. And so one of those things was Bo Burnham's Inside, except it wasn't like, have you seen this or check this out? It's just like, this is the best thing I've seen since the pandemic. You have to watch it. Yeah. And he doesn't normally like hit me with it in the face like that. Yeah. You know, he, he kind of tries to like be sly about it, but this was Hyperbole. just like, yeah, it's yeah. not really his thing to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so I was like, okay, I have to watch it immediately. So I fired it up. Uh, I watched it and I have a multitude of thoughts on it, but I'll let you start. Yeah. I don't, uh, I was unable to find my notes, but that's fine because yeah. it's fresh enough in my mind. And I, I feel like I engaged with it so directly um, I would say that in almost, with the exception of maybe like Lil Dicky, uh, musical comedy has not really, I don't go to my way to seek it out. You know, right. it's not really like, um, oh, sorry. What's the other guy? Uh, um, I don't know. Why can't I think of him? Musical comedian? Dimitri Martin. Oh, okay. Yeah. He does some musical comedy. I was thinking Weird Al, but. Oh, Weird Al. Weird Al, I guess, is a is a is a, maybe a, a more on the nose example. Anyway, my point is that I I kind of went into this blind. Like I haven't watched any Bo Burnham con- comedy. Yeah. Like I I know him from act his acting. Like he was in Promising Young Woman. Yeah. Like I know him from just like minor roles, kind of, or like secondary roles in like films that I've seen. Did you see Eighth Grade? No. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, that one, we could circle back to that because yeah. that's also been recommended pretty heavily uh, very recently, weirdly. Maybe it just showed up on Netflix recently. Anyway, uh, but I went, so I kind of went into it blind just being like, oh, I saw the trailer and I was like, this just looks interesting to me. And, yeah. I, and everybody's telling me to watch it. But I thought it was like perfect. Like all the way through, I, it's been a long time since I both laughed. So probably since listening to like David Cross that I laughed so hard or found things so, so funny but also they were very like um cynical and uh really like intelligent you know observations and like meta humor and like all of this like uh fuck man i don't even know i don't even know what to compare to right now like it's just so um, for me it was like the very first thing that i thought of was like oh this is like uh, a concept album it's like listening to rush or something or you know, uh, for for people who aren't familiar with what a concept album is, essentially it is 
when you're listening to music and one song bleeds into the, to the next, to the next, to the next, all the way through the album. And it kind of like tells a story mm-hmm. uh, because what's so genius about, I mean, clearly we both liked it by the way, but yeah. what's so genius about uh, the special is like, you can take snippets of it on its own and like you can find some of it on YouTube even. And you're like, Oh, that's a, you know, very smart song, whatever. But in its entirety, it, it is a whole other animal, you yeah. know, like, you can take any piece and appreciate it for that piece, but as a whole, it's just a, a totally different thing, and it's totally mind-bending. Yeah, like right out of the gates, I thought it was amazing because that, uh, I mean, <laughs> when he turns on his headlamp and like hits the di- hits the disco light, and it's like uh, made you some content. Yeah, already hilarious, and I was already thinking like, oh, this is like pod, this is like pod material because yeah. it was like referring to it as content right i was already like okay i see where this is going and then the next song is called comedy i believe yeah and it's him like basically just like very concisely being like the world is totally fucked up right what and i want to do something to help what can i do and then he's like you know as like a white like a (laughs) like you know like a white man uh Oh, I'm a comedian. Like I'll just I'll help the world with comedy. Yeah. And it's like it's just immediately so like bitingly self-deprecating and like it just it was it was amazing. I was like I'm in for a treat. And then to your point, it's like especially if you watch the whole thing in one go. Yeah. It just like continues building and we haven't even touched on the whole the the concept if if anybody listening isn't familiar is basically like he just decided he was going to create a special completely on his own in like a room yeah in isolation during the pandemic and you know it's observations on on society and social issues uh just like the state of things you know the internet internet, social media how people promote like all of these things but there's also this through line of like mental health and like the um, it's very like um time sensitive to the pandemic i I don't know there's just so many things happening and it's like it just keeps at first i was like man this is a long special like when i first like looking at the time when i when uh, we queued it up but i was like excited to see what each next bit was going to be yeah it It was so good it breaks the fourth wall kind of in that like it shows you you know how the sausage is made yeah but I, I, it also got me thinking, like, how much of that is also intentional? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because, I, I you know, there are moments when he has a breakdown, and I, I'm not sure if he's having a breakdown or if he's doing it for the content, or it's impossible like, to know. Maybe it's like a little bit of column A, a little column B. Like he, he was, he had the presence of mind to be like, I'm feeling really vulnerable right now, and I'm just gonna like act but it's coming from a place of like mental distress. Yeah. Or it could be genuine or yeah. it could have been an event that happened. And then he's like, okay, let me recreate this. Or I'm not even sure, but it doesn't yeah. even matter. Yeah. Because when you watch it, uh, you know, t- to what you said earlier, he's filming this whole thing in what you find out could be a shed in his backyard or something. Yeah. Uh, and slowly going crazy from the isolation of being stuck in this one room. But it is like a, I guess a larger metaphor for us all just being stuck inside. Uh, and then at the end, he maybe steps outside. Like, but it's like a set. It's like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's it, really good. It's impossible to tell where, where the special begins and ends and life begins and ends, but it is, 
that's the beauty of it, I think. Totally. And the other thing that I thought was really, uh, really brilliant, just to like add to the layers of how, uh, at least for me, like my like how deep I perceived it to be, is yeah. that in addition to the the lyrical content and the conceptual content, he also manages to kind of satirize, like like he he makes satire of like almost every genre of music. Right. Like, so it's not like he chooses one, you know, it's not just rap, like Lil Dicky. Right. Right. And, and I'm, again, I'm having trouble thinking of different examples. He's not like a folk comedian. Right. There's literally like new wave sounding songs. There's songs where it's like, seems like even the video, like he's making, kind of making fun of like contemporary R&B, like, yeah. you know, like auto-tuned R&B or like there's, there's yeah. raps. There's like, there's all of these different things and all of them are, are, pretty much exactly spot on yeah so he's so very that, talented too he's so yeah i again that also kind of like just because i didn't really know that much about him i was like oh like this is yeah. even even over the course of a year to like craft this is like crazy and then uh there's one song that to me towards the very end it might be like the second last song the campfire one with the acoustic guitar yeah that just is like a good like it doesn't seem like the, even lyrically like it's right it's way less wink wink it's just like he just decided to write a song that's like a very uh you know it's sort of it seems like something that would just be coming from any folk musician that's having sort of like a dark is in a dark headspace you right. know what i mean yeah, like yeah. it was like uh there's not really you don't i didn't find myself laughing during that part i was just kind of i kind of laughed because i was just like this is so incredible but like listening to the lyrics you're just like fuck like this guy is he's not pulling any punches he's just like nobody is spared like everybody is basically a target and it's yeah it's great so i wanted to ask in any order because i think ordering things would be would make this go on for longer than it needs to be what are your top three uh songs or skits i mean i think i would be I think anybody would be nuts to not mention the uh, white woman on Instagram song. White, white woman's Instagram, yeah. White woman's Instagram. I mean, again, I didn't see, I didn't know anything going, I went in completely blind and yeah. there was, I laughed so hard during that one because it was just like visually brilliant and also just like the part where he says tiny pumpkins <laughs> <laughs> still, still cracks me up. Yeah. It's so, it's just like, I mean, obviously I'm not a white woman on Instagram, but yeah. like it, we, we've it, all seen those photos. Yeah. Though. We've seen the photos, but I, I didn't feel like it was, uh, I don't know how he managed to, it didn't seem like mean. Yeah. It's not at anyone's expense, you know, like he's acknowledging how ridiculous all these things are, but yeah. like it didn't, uh, it, it in no way did I feel like, again, I'm not obviously the, the person being skewered there, but I was just like, yeah, he's, he's not like being like, fuck you guys. Yeah. He's just like, Hey, check this thing out. It's really funny. Right. If you can like, t if you don't take yourself too seriously, he, he's kind of satirizing it, but at the same time, like he's gone through the same effort that they went through to set up those photos. Right. So yeah, it, it is kind of very, okay. So that's number one. That's a good one. That's one of them. Yeah. Uh, I really liked, um, it just stands out in my mind. I don't, I don't even remember the song, but it's black, it's black and white and it ends with him going, wow. Wah, wah, wah. and then it's him doing a, yeah, okay. a, a, like a reaction video or like an explainer video. Yep. 
And then it just is like picture and picture and picture. Yeah. Except like the reaction to the reaction to the reaction like to the an reaction. existential crisis. That was yeah. like brilliant. So that was, that's like my number one. It was because so there's funny. so much on YouTube that served to me that is people's reactions to other people's reaction videos. And I'm just yeah. like, this is literally the snake eating its tail right now. Totally. And this is kind of a cheat, but I'm going to say that that one was tied with the video game, the like Twitch streaming one, where he's like playing the guy it, in the apartment. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I guess I'll cry again. And he just <laughs> like yeah. keeps crying. Um, and he delivers it so deadpan, like it's perfect. Um, and then I guess my third one would be... Uh, oh man, there's so many to choose from. I... I, I do really like the uh, that intro, the song comedy. Okay. Just because it's like, it had so many moments. It just like established kind of, even though the tone changes a little bit, like it established like, I, I, I'm sure it was intentional, but it was like, if you don't know who Bo Burnham is and you haven't seen his comedy and you don't really know anything about him, it was like, oh, he's just giving it to you right there. Like yeah. it was like such a perfect like summary sort of of like yeah. what you could expect, you know? Um, yeah, th those are three good ones for sure. Um, so many though. Like, yeah, there's so I'm many. Thinking about it, it's like it's like an hour and forty five minutes or so something. It's pretty long. The React content was definitely on my list. I was like, this is this is absolutely perfect. And then it's kind of a basic answer, and maybe kind of a cheat, not a cheat, but like probably the answer that everyone's going to give upon first watch. But like the Welcome to the Internet song. Yeah, it's just it's perfect. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, and then. My last one is kind of an out of left field pick. It's 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 more of like a I think you should leave type situation. The the one that's like Jeffrey Bezos, <laughs> you did it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh so hard, and I, I can't really explain uh, explain why. But it was uh, like throughout the entire thing, he references uh, Jeff Bezos for like literally no reason. Yeah, it's pretty. God, it's so good. I, I, it's funny because I recommended it to uh, my dad. Yeah, I was just like, but but as I was I was speaking to him and I was like, oh, you get we watched this and loved it. I was kind of like, there's definitely things that he, I think that he would find funny and appreciate. But then I realized kind of like like the white white woman's Instagram. Like there's probably a lot of. I felt like there's a lot of generational humor in there that made yeah. like the Twitch the stream, Twitch thing, like yeah, there's yeah. all of these are the reaction videos. Like it's not that I don't think he would enjoy it, but I feel like it was only when I was saying it to him, I was like, this is so brilliant. But then yeah. I was just like, imagine somebody who's never seen. Well, he's just not Twitch. as inundated with that stuff as we are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he just would be like, okay, like this is kind of funny, but I don't really, you know, it's not like hilarious. Whereas even us, just, we're old, you know, yeah. by comparison to the people who this is probably meant for. Yeah. You know, like I don't even want to get younger it. than I thought he was. Yeah, yeah. As well, which you there is there's a bit about that in yeah uh, in 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 it. But you know what really resonates with people too. Actually, the one song that I've heard from a lot of people, I thought it was okay, but it, I thought it was also a premise that has been done before. Is uh, the Zoom call with your mom? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty good. Okay, yeah. so as we started doing uh, in the latter episodes of the show i have a couple love it or leave it's for you okay uh okay so number one netflix comedy specials love it or leave it i mean this one is obviously a love it but like generally speaking it's 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 unique i, I would say love it i there's a bunch that i've really enjoyed okay and i'm not a huge comment like i'm not as big in comedy as like you or tom uh 
or maybe even Lucas. Like Lucas watches a lot of. Yeah, he does. We have a lot of friends that watch a lot of comedy. I like. I love the Nate Bargatze specials. Yeah. I loved uh, uh, Ronnie Chang. That that yep. one was I thought was hilarious. There's quite a few. There the only I can only think of one miss, and it's not. I think I would enjoy it if I rewatched it. And I'm pretty sure it was a Netflix special. It was the Chelsea Peretti. It was kind of weird and consent, it, yeah. like it would just like have weird moments where it would like. Okay, well here this is leads perfectly into my next love it or leave it one man shows. Love it or leave it because a lot of comedians and I think this kind of started with uh, oh my god I can't remember his name now. Uh, oh Mike Birbiglia's stand up special about uh, my girlfriend's boyfriend. I don't know if you saw that. But it, it was like a, a through line into his life and uh, he keeps going back to these points and it was done exceptionally well. But then I, th- I feel like after that happened, a bunch of comedians were like, okay, well, I'm going to do my concept special, my one man show um, to varying degrees of success. Again, we obviously love this one, but uh, generally speaking, how do you feel about a one man show? That's a good question. I'm just trying to think of other ones that I've seen. And I can't, the only thing I can think of is Emma Stone in La La Land. Yeah. It's like making her, her one man show like Farewell Kansas City or whatever it's called. I can't even remember what it's called. But right. I and, mean, and it, it, that's like a, a, like another level, another layer of it. Yeah. And I, I enjoyed that movie and I liked that aspect of it, but I can't think of. Uh, okay. So I, 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 I'm going to say. I'll just lean love it because I enjoyed this one so much and because I don't feel that I've seen enough to fairly say that I don't like it, you know, keep it positive. Yeah. It's the, it's the hopefully post optimistically post pandemic episode. I can't. Okay. Last love it or leave it. YouTubers. Oh, how do you feel about people (laughs) who predominantly make their living, uh, YouTubing vlogging? Is that what it's called? Maybe or just content, content creators on YouTube. I don't love it. I don't love it. I'll be honest. You're they're, you're, they're, you're a leave it. Okay, I'm gonna leave it. I will say this though. I'm gonna qualify it. Yeah. I really love. Um, oh my god. Somebody. What's her name? I don't she know. She makes all the machines. I have no idea. Um, I think the YouTube algorithm feeds us vastly different content because. Uh, I mainly watch a guy named Northern Lion play a game called The Binding of Isaac. Okay. So <laughs> it's probably different, way different than uh, building um, machines. Give me one sec, because surely I can... Also give a shout out to Harry Mack. Simone Gertz. Gertz? Gertz? Gertz. I have no idea. Oh, you, she made like the Tesla truck, like long before the Tesla truck was... She, You would recognize her stuff because she she was like she went super viral and she made a bunch of things that like became she just makes like weird robots basically and um her i find her channel i she's just very endearing she 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 doesn't really like uh i guess what i don't like is i don't like people that seem I, i i feel like so many people that do video content are it's like they think that people care and they act important like for that reason. Like they act like what they're doing is important versus there's like a type of person who makes content and it just so happens that YouTube was like the best way to get it out there. Right. And they make it, but they like, they don't take it seriously and that they're like hardcore 
you know, I, I don't know how to, there's just like a subtle way of, de- a subtle way of, de- of delivering it. Like there's, right. there's a bunch of album reviewers that drive me nuts. Cause it's like, I read pitchfork and that's like already pushing the limit of what I can stand because it's like so much of it is a person's opinion put, put on the music. Right. And that's right. not really what I go there for. I go there to just learn that the music exists and learn about the music. Yes. And then there's all of these people that are like reviewing albums or doing reaction videos. And I'm just like, I I know like clearly some people care because they have like millions of viewers, but it's like, I'm just like, why this is just like adding to the problem. Right. It's almost like Bo Burnham like touches on that in his special. Like, it's just like, why, like who, who cares? Like why it, it, it bugs me. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm with you. Like I said, I only watch Northern Lion and, uh, Harry Mack, my daughter's favorite freestyle rapper. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't know what's being said. No. But she loves it. Yeah, I mean, you know, in it's there will be hidden gems out there. Yeah, for sure. And I'm sure there's somebody could very easily present me with a YouTube channel that is like a you gotta love it. But it's just it's just not. I just don't like the uh, the vanity side of it. I guess. Yeah, I mean, and there's no shortage of it. I mean, I'm sure even Bo Burnham himself probably at a point was. Would, would have fallen into that category, but then he just became creative genius, it seems. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, if you guys haven't already checked out uh, Bo Burnham's Inside, do it. It's on Netflix. Uh, and I think pretty much everyone has Netflix or access to. Uh, or you can just go to YouTube and look up some of the songs. But Yeah, he has all like the entire quote air quotes album. Like you, you don't see all the video segments, but you can like listen to, I think pretty much all of it on his official YouTube. Yeah. But I would suggest watching the whole thing in its entirety. Yeah. You don't get the full effect. You need the interstitials. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, onto the, you gotta love it for the week. And this is kind of, uh, this was a, you gotta love it in our, maybe I think it was our previous episode, if not the one before, which essentially yeah. is just, uh, some pandemicery. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, it's, I think more of a, it's not a silver lining because that would suggest that it's, it's not a trade-off. We're not, like, right. we're not, we're not, we, we don't want to minimize any of the like horrible things that have happened for sure. Uh, and like the physical and mental trauma that people have gone through. But I think that like, for, I don't know. I'm, for me, it's, yeah. it's more of, here's why it could have been worse for me as opposed right. as opposed to like here are the good things that came right. out of the pandemic it's just like if not for these things my pandemic experience could have been worse as opposed to like because it, it's not no one's been having fun you know you've been having as much fun as you could be having given that it is a pandemic but no one's like hey i'm so glad this happened you know and that's not what we're getting at but like there are certain instances you know, the first one's maybe an obvious one, but I'll say like, so one of the things that could have been worse was the fact that I am now working from home full time, uh, right. leads me to be able to not miss a moment, uh, with the baby. Right. Right. Which is something that like, you know, I might've been able to do a little work from home, a little work in the office, whatever, but home full time just means I'm always here to see everything and to help right when help is needed and whatever. And that is actually an added bonus when you have a, a really young kid because it's, um, 
I mean, I don't know how many people listening to this have children or, or know what the experience is like, but like literally if you're by yourself at home, it's almost impossible to even do things like take a shower, yeah, you know, right. cause like yeah. what, what do you do with the kid? I mean, maybe if the kid's sleeping, but the, the layout of our house is such that if the baby is sleeping and you turn on the shower, there's a chance the baby might wake up. Yeah. Uh, and so it is impossible without a second set of hands. And so the fact that uh, me and my partner have been here through the pandemic to take care of the the baby is, you know, hey, it could have been worse. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's like a so much more poignant than I think that like anything that I could I could think of at this point. Well, if it makes you feel any better, my next one was I built a climbing wall in my garage. Uh, and if it wasn't for the pandemic, yeah, but that one's so much sweeter than anything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I might not have built a, a, a climbing wall in my garage. You know what? I also say that I think people's appetite for shared experiences perhaps has risen in the pandemic. Like there, there's a demarcation point between, um, you know, let's say Game of Thrones, right? That's the last big monoculture-ish event that occurred. Right. That's like everyone's like, oh, have you checked this out? And then we kind of all went our separate ways and like some people are watching the sinner and some people are watching like, uh, um, what's the chess one, you know, Queen's, Queen's Gambit. Gambit. Yeah. Uh, whatever. I guess Tiger King is kind of in the, in the, Tiger King, in, Tiger in the King zeitgeist. Tiger King is the last one. Right. But <laughs> like as the pandemic has gone on, I think there are people of more and more because we can't see each other because whatever we're, we're looking for shared experiences that we can have from afar. So it's like, people are now again starting to appreciate the same types of media and you know, from a selfish media centric standpoint, cause that's all we talk about on this podcast. Like it's nice to be able to talk to someone and, and, and you know, ask them like, Hey, have you seen, I don't know, black widow or something? They're like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Uh, yeah. That's, it's, it's, that's an interesting point. Cause I think that, um, it's so weird. I was, ju I just, um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to try to like start a sort of debate without him being here. Um, but, uh, other friend of the podcast who with any luck will have a guest, he'll guest on an upcoming episode, uh, Sean, yeah. Sean William Clark. Uh, he posted recently, I, I saw, or he retweeted, um, somebody had mentioned this issue of, um, throughout the pandemic paywalls being, a sort of foundational issue in terms of like the dissemination of information or the dissemination of misinformation, because, you know, there might be somebody who subscribes to a newspaper online yeah, and then they want to share an article that's like informative that is pandemic related or vaccine related to, with somebody who otherwise is, is not going to get that information necessarily. And then the paywall prevents them like they don't, they don't want to pay. So then they don't get access to the information and they get their information from you know, like an opinion piece yeah. or from like word of mouth or whatever. And it was kind of interesting. And this is like a, this is like a very thin thread connecting these thoughts, but it made me think about my sort of usual knee jerk reaction to the idea. I'm like, Oh yeah, that is a problem. But I wouldn't have really thought of that because I'm always bitching about how like as somebody that still pays for most of the, you know, like I have physical print magazine subscriptions that I maintain. Right. I, I purchase records, like I buy movie, you know, like most of the things that I, the content that I want. Um, and I also realized that cost is an issue and that like, you not everybody can, you know, it's kind of, in many ways it's a luxury, but there was this period where 
sort of the rise of the internet where I feel like for our generation especially, it was just like piracy was rampant and it just became the norm that like almost everybody you talk to, like uh, it wasn't a consideration, the expense of having to pay for content. It just became like, you know, people could make the argument, oh, if I really want it, I'll buy it. But like that would like never happen. Like I would, if I went to somebody's house, there was no physical music. There's hardly any books. Like people just like got everything digitally. They got it free if they could. Yeah. Um, but I feel like, re- again, really roundabout way of getting to this point, you know, during especially, I would say this year, even more than last year, the pivot for so many retailers and content producers and like, um, you know, if you're a bar and you haven't been able to be open and then you got a permit to basically have, be a little grocery store, like a neighborhood grocery store. Yeah. Um, or you know, bookstores, like there was this push for to support independent retailer was going to go to business. And I think that like in between lockdowns, it really like the, you know, almost as a partner to people's cravings for social experiences or like group experiences, it kind of like reminded people why some of those things were important or why they even enjoyed them in the first place. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they're, there were lineups for places. Like I remember when, when this first really started hit shit hitting the fan in 2020, a guy reached out to me and was just like, Hey, like there's a, a series of paintings of yours that I really like, like I've liked for a while. And like, he just wanted to support artists because he figured, you know, it was like under, understandably it was going to be difficult for people because galleries weren't open, things were locked down. And, and there was kind of this spike in people supporting local artists, supporting, you know, Bandcamp Fridays. So there was all right. of these, like, um, there was definitely a, a, a general feeling, at least in my social circles and in the, you know, the platforms that I follow that was like, uh, a, almost like a really warm feeling of people just being reminded like, oh yeah, like, you know, it, not necessarily about the money, but just show, making those connections and showing support and like, you know, all of those things. And, sure. and I really hope that, it really remains to be seen. Um, but I really hope that, uh, the essence of that can like live on even as things continue to open up because like, that's kind of how I was living bef- before this. So it suits me really well, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, I, um, I also think that more generally people's appreciation of things, at least right now is at an all time high. The idea of being able to sit on a patio and have a meal with somebody or go sure. to the movies or whatever just even like hang out with your friends in a social it's almost like a treat now yeah uh and i hope that we can maintain that feeling for as long as possible i know that it's i'm not naive enough to think that it's going to last forever but it's kind of like when you first get a raise and you're just like oh shit i'm just gonna be rich now because i'm just gonna (laughs) spend what i spent before and then have all this extra money yeah whereas like in reality a few months down the line you're like oh i have no money you know yeah uh but for now, uh, I say let's revel in the in the enjoyment of uh, the little things. Uh, also, pandemic update. I think the last time we talked, we talked about what are some of the positive things that have come out of this situation. And uh, I think I had mentioned for you and then you uh, kind of expanded upon the fact that uh, you uh, started living with a partner. Yeah. Uh, and update. I, I don't want to like put all of your business on Main Street, but... Uh, you are still living with that same partner. Yeah. And it's going as strong as ever. Yeah. So that's uh, yeah, that's pretty big. Because I feel like things 
for a lot of people probably uh i mean i guess things were accelerated for me too with a baby but like i think like relationship wise a lot of people found themselves in a very accelerated process because it was like either i never see this person or i'm gonna see them pretty much all the time now right um yeah that's it's true i i mean i think there's almost so much meat there to get into that it's like there are so many different experiences even among our friends like they're you know people who were trying to date or or meet somebody through the difficult like you know through all of this crazy shit that was happening where you just couldn't do it for like most of the time or like you know how to sort of stay connected and there is um you know i'm sure there is countless people who were in relationships who maybe weren't you know weren't working from home like you were saying and all of a sudden they're around each other all the time and that was not good but i can say for myself it definitely um you know, like I'm, a, I'm, I think it's an, it's not like too much information to say that I'm generally a pretty cautious person. And I like to like, I, I think about things a lot, but certainly the pandemic or the, the rise of the pandemic when we didn't yet know really the extent to which things were going to go, yeah. did, um, you know, light a bit of a fire under my ass and, and, uh, made me take a bit of a leap and, uh, and I'm very glad that I did. Um, but yeah, still going strong. Uh, the only thing that needs to be worked out now is to figure out how to balance uh, the desire to have really nice, healthy nails and climbing because she really wants to climb. But has healthy nails. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a toughie. It's that's that you're not. That's either or. You can't really. Yeah. <laughs> like. I don't know. My my I'm other confident that we'll land on the right side of the. Well, my other sort of pandemic positive, I guess, is that, uh, uh, well, as you might know, before the pandemic, uh, my ankle got smashed to dust, um, and then uh, I was kind of on my butt for a very long time, no training, eating like garbage and whatever, and then I've slowly, uh, with the help of uh, our friend Lucas, uh, picked myself back up out of the dirt and have been training like an animal. To the point where uh, considerations of anything that aren't climbing, and my family obviously have kind of uh, gone completely out of the out the window. So like the idea of why buy records when you can buy climbing holes? Yeah, the idea of uh, like healthy nails or whatever. It's just like no, I <laughs> I uh, um, does it help me climb better? Yeah. The other day, uh, this is about a couple of weeks ago. My one of my nail beds was so dry and I didn't realize, and we were doing. Uh, this is like some inside baseball stuff, but we were doing these crimps, like really hard crimps to the point where the nail beds split and like blood sprayed out of it. And I was just like, well, <laughs> we'll, we'll just keep it's going. Graphic. We'll just keep going and I'll, and I'll patch it up when we're done. Um, so, you know, uh, the pandemic has made my training life I, Better is questionable. It's a question mark as to whether or not it's actually better, but like I am stronger. That's, yeah, my n- not mine because I have not been able to, I don't have anything that I can, I don't have a hangboard. Yes. You're I'm, also much taller than me. so I can y- barely move if I'm doing a workout at home. I'm like knocking shit over. The amount of space that I require to hang off of something and or train is a lot less than uh, the amount of space you require. But anyhow, I have a wall and we will climb, but... Is there any final thoughts that you wanted to give? I don't even need to love it or leave it the pandemic because obviously I can't wait to leave it. But uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, 
is there any final thoughts you want to give to people before we sign off? And uh, by that, I mean pandemic ra- wrap up and maybe some suggestions for content. Uh, pandemic wrap up. I would just say, um, I mean, hopefully that second variant doesn't. Yeah, come absolutely. Everybody stay safe. I mean, I'm pr- assuming that most people listening to this are in Canada. Um, but who knows if yeah. you, and no matter where you are, I'm sure that, you know, there, there's, we're not completely out of the woods yet. So hopefully everybody just like remain vigilant, be, remain vigilant. Um, and you know, I, I would, I would say this is kind of verging on a lecture, but just like, you know, be respectful. I think that's like, as things are opening up here, you know, I've seen a lot of already like crazy, like people like destroying patio, just people just doing dumb shit. And it's like, part of me gets it but like also just we're all in the same boat you know like those just just don't be an asshole you know and just try to stay safe like hold those two things in equal i'm gonna get a a little uh you know gross for a second but like in the same (laughs) way that uh you know we tell people to cover their mouth when they cough or don't sneeze in someone's face or you know you like essentially like if you're in public you don't just like let a fart rip yeah. In a, in a group of people. Generally. You know? Yeah, generally. Unless, like, you're really close to the people. Yeah. Like, just wear a mask. You know? Yeah. In, in, that, yeah. in that same way, it's like, yeah, okay, things are getting better, but, like, why not just be slightly more cautious? It's not going to fuck with you too much. You know? Just, just yeah. put that mask on. Yeah. That this, through this whole thing for me, I mean, I, it's been politicized so heavily, and I'm sure there's people even listening. They're just like, oh, brother, this again. But it's just like, I think of it in the exact same way. Like if I walk into somebody's house, I take my shoes off. And it's just like, it's not, it's not how it became this whole thing about like how it affects you. Like, just don't, it's not about that. It's about how you, it's just banners, you know, that's just the, that's the time we're living in. So yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I think everybody's excited. The positivity and the optimism feels great. And just, uh, you know, let's keep, keep vigilant so that it doesn't all slip through our fingers again. And we plunge into nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. Um, and then for my suggestion, yeah, it's there's so, I mean, literally there are dozens of things I could suggest because it's been so long since our last part, but I'll just stay super recent and I'll just say that, um, Vince Staples just put out a new album, self-titled album called Vince Staples. And I listen to it like two or three times a day. It's like, it's super short. It's like, like, I don't know, like under 30 minutes, but, and it's also been funny because, uh, blog boys are just out there just ripping, you know, just ripping it. And he's like, just basically being like, okay, then don't listen to it. Like, I don't understand what's the problem. It's like the perfect length for me. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of like over, at least right now, unless it's a new Outcast reunion album, I'm over like double disc, 35 track rap albums with like 18 skits, you know, just yeah, give yeah. me like a punk, punk album length, just like experience. And I'll just put it on and paint and it's great. So, um, yeah, definitely check it out. If, if you, have listened to Vince Staples in the past and he wasn't really your cup of tea. I would say check this one out because it has a bit of a different sound. It's a bit, um, musically there's a little bit, I think a little bit more melody. It's not as, um, minimalistic, but, 
Um, it's good, man. There's some good summer songs on there. It's just, it's, it's a great, if you're looking for new music, check it out. That is the Vince Staples self-titled record. Nice. Well, mine is also music. It is, uh, I've been recommending this to anyone who will listen. It's post-hardcore, obviously, because that's all I listen to ever. Um, <clears throat> to the point where my, my daughter doesn't actually listen to kids' songs. We call her Punk Rock Tony because all she does is listen to punk, post-hardcore, and uh, hardcore, and et cetera. And like, it's not like I've, I've, I've foisted that upon her. Uh, in the morning, if we don't put it on, she like gets, gets agitated. She gets cranky. Gets agitated and won't like eat her breakfast. But when we do, she's like rocking out to it uh but ontario's own arm's length uh, ontario's own yeah they're from kings no not kingston um uh belleville i think i didn't know that this whole time yeah you rec- you, i knew that's what you're going to recommend as soon as you said mine is also music i was like oh that's gonna be arm's length yeah oh, that's sweet uh, and i believe the ep or album is called everything nice i think uh check it out anyway arm's length the uh, I, I won't speak on it too much, but if, if you like any of the recommendations that I've previously given you musically on this podcast, I'm sure you will also like this recommendation. You know what I have in the car right now that I've been listening to the last couple of days? What's that? Hum. Oh, yeah. A little, little hum. Uh, but you prefer an astronaut? Do you, do you have this on CD or what? What do you Yeah, listen? CD, yeah. Oh. Just to have a hum CD in the car, which is, I feel like feels like a very old school like yeah dust off somebody, that cassette tape. somebody was walking by and they looked in it would take a really specific kind of person to be like whoa hum a hum cd yeah nice in a car in a an old, like old hyundai this guy is living in a bygone bygone time well um that's the show for you guys uh we're gonna try and do these every two or three weeks or so we got a whole whack of next episodes. Why don't you tell them what's 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 up next? What's in the pipeline? What's up next? Well, I guess it will depend a little bit on um, on scheduling and availability. Yeah. Uh, I have. Uh, well, I could, the 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 highlight the, the the next guest episode is is we were gonna have um, Sean Sean William Clark's gonna come on uh, with his partner, and we are gonna talk about Howard the Duck. Um, because if you're a regular listener to the show, you might recall that, uh, not too many episodes ago, uh, they were on the show and there's a funny story that I don't, I don't really want, we'll revisit it. I don't want to get into it too much about a uh, formative experience, uh, in teenage, in teenage years, um, that revolved around Howard the Duck. So, uh, we got that and another one that I want to put it because he's going to hear it here first because I haven't even pitched it to him is I want to have Bennett on yeah. to talk about uh, Tom and Jerry Ooh. and Paddington 2. Okay. I haven't seen either of those and I hear that Paddington 2 is like because a he, work of genius. He loves Paddington 2 and I was like, what would be another like live action with animated like family movie Yeah, but that that he would hate or he's going to hate to have to watch and it's... I could, Tom and Jerry just it was like a slow pitch yeah so uh yeah not sure if those will be like the exact next episodes again there's a lot of factors obviously we're still coming out of this pandemic but we got a lot of content in the pipeline and uh with any luck we'll be able to start recording regularly and get it out to you guys something to look forward to. and all and also I should mention because uh just um 
before we go that we should tell people that they can submit suggestions. Because oh, I yeah. feel like that's something that we haven't got, obviously because we haven't been doing the podcast, we haven't really been getting suggestions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you've listened to the podcast this far, hit us up, mailbag at loveitpod.com. Uh, still active and waiting for your submissions. Mailbag at loveitpod.com. Boom. Uh, yeah. All right. Until next time, guys, keep loving it.